morning, this is Gitmo Slave with your brief No Agenda Producers update for Sunday, the 1st of January, 2012. Joining me today is nobody because all the sysadmins and producers of No Agenda are hungover or otherwise being held back by their significant others. Stay tuned while I try to hold it all together by myself. Well, in the morning, and Happy New Year. I hope you're all safe and well and have medicated yourself properly so that uh, you're feeling okay. Mr. Oil was going to join, but at the last minute, uh, he made the right choice and uh, went with Mrs. Oil. So, anyway, we will will proceed accordingly. Give you some news about, uh, some more specifics about what's coming up for you on the No Agenda stream in 2012. By the way, we got an extra day to live. Apparently this is leap year. Yay! And uh, as such, we get one extra day to live. So uh, make sure that you, uh, you enjoy that extra day. All right, so some new content coming, uh, which will be launching... Basically, the first of the new shows will launch on January 5th, but uh, I'll just give you a quick rundown here. Uh, we've got uh, Bear Crawling Live, which will uh, which it's going to premiere on the 5th, and uh, if you look at itm.im forward slash what's on, you'll see uh, moving forward through January, you'll start to see the, uh, the new programs in their normal time slots. Uh, another show joining us is Nil Desperandum. Uh, also, we have Seventh Row Center, and we have the other side of live. Obviously, a live show. My phone is turning off. Bum, bum, bum. Ah, and then we have uh, from the Edge also joining us. So, uh, and I've probably forgotten someone as uh, you know how these things go. At least my Skype works, even though I'm not using it. So that's good. But uh, it's only because I keep saying no to the updates. No, no updates for you. So anyway, uh, just got a couple of quick promotional type things to play for you, if you don't mind. You're listening to NoAgendaStream.com. All talk, no commercials, no agenda. In the morning, this is Gitmo Slave letting you know that Rhino the Bearded Show is back. The Double O Show can be heard Friday at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on NoAgendaStream.com. Tune in and check out the new pod safe music he's spinning every Friday. It's a two-hour show. Tune in to NoAgendaStream.com, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Catch you in the morning. Hey, this is Sir Jimmy. And I'm Paul Alves. Check out our new podcast, The Emergency Broadcast System, where we take the unwashed masses, hit them with a canister of Axe pepper spray, and unwind the news before your very ears. Catch it on the NA Stream Wednesdays at noon and Sunday in the morning at 10.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, right before No Agenda.
supporting human resources. This is Gitmo Slave, letting you know that 2012, being just around the corner, is going to bring an entire new host of programming, both live and podcast. Stay tuned for details, and I'll see you in the morning. Welcome back. <clears throat> I have just been informed that I sound pitifully sad with no guests. Yes, it is sad and lonely, and uh, I'll get over it. I'm actually pretty tired. I, I did no drinking, but I stayed up late, and um, you know how that feels. So, anyway, not a ton in the way of updates, uh, so it'll be a pretty brief show, and I've got something uh, at the end here that I'm going to replay for you, but it is times like this that... Uh, can feel a little scared and lonely. It's kind of creepy in here in Studio 3.0. Nobody around. Some spider webs. I'm not exactly sure if somebody's creeping up behind me. Well, nobody creeped up behind me, so that's good. But it's great creeper music, and I just couldn't resist playing it. So anyway, uh, after this very brief uh, No Agenda Producer update, I will be playing the uh, last Thursday's episode of Bear Crawling Live, so you guys get a chance to uh, to hear that. Um, Obviously, uh, it was recorded last week, so uh, when he gives the call-in information, um, don't be silly, sausage type people. Uh, notably absent from today's broadcast also is Mr. Lee Brown. Rhino, uh, go ahead and uh, ring me up, brother. And uh, so we are going to have a guest. Uh, we'll bring uh, Rhino the... What, what are we today? Oh my gosh. We're Rhino the Bearded today. Okay, good, because I've been having trouble keeping up. And uh, we, can, uh, we can talk a little bit about uh, Friday's show, actually, which was an epic, nice, long show. We enjoyed that. I had a good time. I know lots of other folks did, too. Some of those same folks are in the chat room at noagendachat.net right now. And uh, here's Rhino. Hang on a second. My mouse isn't cooperating. Okay. In the morning. Well, I'm not really Rhino the Bearded. I just haven't actually um, changed my nick as I usually do as soon as I sign into Skype while well, in the chat. It, it, it is known to happen from time to time. Yes, it is, but I'll fix that right now. But in the morning, everyone, how y'all doing? It is me, Rhino. Hey, you're uh, you're clipping a little bit there. You got something else syncing in the background? Um, not that I know of. Let me go through and double check. So, uh, the only other thing that is going is Sam, and I just shut that down. And I actually just got a message from um, the Dead Man. You forgot to mention his show too. Uh, well, his show was already on No Agenda Stream. 
dot com. Oh, um, you you were just mentioning the old ones. No, I was just mentioning the new ones that nobody's heard on the stream yet. Oh, okay. Well, I was, he, he he sent me a message in the back channel and said to remind you. But his show was awesome. I, I do remember the one day Adam actually described how he sounded on uh, DSC. He said, well, what was the exact wording? Do you remember, Gitmo? Uh, I, I do not. I do not remember the exact wording. I think he said it was. He sh sounds like he shoved the microphone up his butt and talks. <laughs> um, that, that's no. one way to put it. Well, let me let me give him a proper proper shout out, uh, Sir Jimmy. I see you calling, but uh, I, I'm not going to answer right this second. Chat me on the Skype in the back end and let me know what's up because I'm on the air and I'm not sure if you're calling in to be a guest or if there are other back end technical issues that you need assistance with. Uh, so for the Den Man, uh, first of all, I get I'll give myself the Dunce of the Year award. <laughs> Yes, I'm Gitmo Slave, and I'm wearing the dunce cap. <laughs> yes, it, it right. happens. It does. So anyway, you can catch the Deden Man show Mondays from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. However, his entire back catalog is in rotation on the stream, so during times when you don't see specific programming, you will find uh, on the occasion that you will uh, catch his show on there. So... Uh, you know what? It's like a grab bag. If if there's nothing slated, you you have a chance to hear just about anything. So uh, he's he's in there as well. With uh, I want to say I think it was like 24 or 27 back episodes. Uh, so yeah. If, if you haven't heard them yet, it's uh it's great to listen. Actually, if you go and look, um, hotcoffee.org slash NA, he has a link that has all his old shows there that you can actually download them and stuff. They're really good. And he, he was hitting me, no, he didn't want me to say that, but I thought it was funny to sell. <laughs> but, yes, they're all available there. I like his. He does, like, a lot of good um, breakdowns and stuff like that, the CIA new, um, the war on cannabis. Um, communication, and there's just a lot of them. I always enjoy the hell out of getting to listen to his shows. Yeah, very very well produced, uh, very well done, very well thought out. <clears throat> they so, really are. Definitely, uh, definitely check those out. So speaking of shows, you had a, uh, <clears throat> a respite. Uh, Doug, Doug get, cut you a break on Friday. Yes. I, I'm, I'm, I'm amazed. How did that happen? Um, I turned everything off, and uh, then I had to go take my daughter someplace, and uh, just as I, literally, I was getting home, and you were hitting me on Twitter saying, I am I still on? What's happening? And I was trying to boot the netbook to see what was going on, and according to uh, Doug, he said, you know, please, please, uh, I'm having, uh, you know, he was having a hot date with somebody from Penthouse Letters. And he wanted very much to let you have the airwaves for a while. Well, I appreciated that. That was very nice of Doug. And actually, I'm going to give the shout-out once more. We actually got to celebrate N3PRO's birthday, and that was nice and kind of fun. And it was just kind of a whole, like, New Year's vibe, just really getting into some cool pod-safe music and having a good old time. Yeah, it was, it was a... 
<clears throat> we had to we had to give you super car, uh, stamina and karma and stuff to keep you going because you had that uh, kegelator you were trying to empty there. Yes, of the Yellow Snow IPA. I, I need to go ahead and get that posted up so people can actually hear all that. Um, it was actually a very good show, and the Yellow Snow IPA from Rogue was delicious. I still have a tiny bit left. I'm going to have to um, enjoy that later on today. Very good. So so did you have a good New Year's celebration last night? Uh, my celebration consisted of watching ABC and deconstructing the mainstream shillage that was going on for the family. Um, I found that uh, Rim was abhorrent with their ridiculous make-believe shillage and Jenny McCarthy pretending to use a bold... Uh, ugh, ugh, I hate television. Uh, it's just the commercials, the cheese, the the fakeness. It was uh, it was frightfully awful. But we did we did take a little family time out and uh, you know let off a few fireworks out front and uh, that was fun. And we watched the ball drop and then we we watched some of the entertainment uh, like Lady Gaga and that very bizarre getup that she was wearing. Uh, that was interesting. Yes, I, I, I managed to keep the TV off pretty much the whole night. I um, sat outside around the campfire, watched the neighbors set off their fireworks, and actually had the Rubens tube fired up for a little bit. Very nice. Hey, listen, we're, we're, I'm going to bring on uh, Sir Jimmy here. Just give me just, right. just one momento. All right. Welcome, Sir Jimmy. Hey, good to be on Napu. In the morning, Sir Jimmy. In the morning, Rhino. How are you today? I am excellent. Not as hungover as expected. I, I drank nothing but water last night. I tell you what, it is very, uh, it's a new feeling. <laughs> a new feeling. Start off the year like this. It's terrific. I think well, is probably a good idea. Not... Yeah, I, I won't even go into all that, but yeah, I, I know my drinking is going to stop because basically school's starting back up for me, so, but that, that's the way life goes, isn't it? Yeah, soon enough the kids will be back in school, things will be back to normal. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, well, I'm taking an intercession class, which is going to make my life really interesting the next two weeks, so. Oh, but, an intervention? An intercession. <laughs> About the same. It's going to basically put me in class every night for three and a half hours, but it gets me one more class closer to being done with school. Congratulations. What, what are you going to grow up to be? Um, I, I'm going to grow up to be a Toys R Us kid. <laughs> but, um, I'm going to school for Management Information Systems. It's MIS at Ole Miss. 
Um, it's basically computers and business. There's programming classes and business classes, and it kind of all fits together. Pretty soon you'll have that uh, that producership that you can you can put down on your resume. Yes, I, I'm working towards one of those. I think I at least got a good PR executive that I can put down on there. That's a good start. Hey, so Rhino, tell me about the beard, sir. Where does it stand? The beard is gone right now. It's just I haven't. It's four days off from work, and I'm unshaven right now. Um, the beard will be returning in December, and not December, February. I don't know if it'll get to be the great big monstrosity as it was before, but it will be back. Monstrosity? Ooh, hello. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it, it was, my beard was long enough that before I trimmed, cut it off on the beard or not, I actually had to wrap it up with a bobby pin so work would quit saying stuff. It had gotten to be about five inches long, probably. You're not working around the lathe or anything, are you? No, no, I'm not. Just people. Well, I'm excited about the changes coming up on the stream, all these new shows hitting. That's going to be terrific. Yeah. I am. Go ahead. Go ahead. All right. You owe me a soda. Eh? Um, yeah, I was just going to say uh, we're, we're really excited, too. And, um, you know, obviously... Um, EBS and and Paul the book guy shows are really kind of a part of that, but they've actually been on the stream now for I don't know, doing what is it's probably been six That's weeks. Yeah, it's, it's it's been a month, month and a half. Yeah, about maybe five or six weeks. So and that's that's been great. Um, in fact, it uh, it aired just before uh, EBS aired just before No Agenda this morning. Oh, I was listening. When we recorded last night, we were doing our best to, to stretch it out to where it would roll right into No Agenda, and we was talking about the guys, and Adam did a great job. He must have listened to the show and, and figured it out because he did exactly what we were hoping to without even having to tell him. Hey, that's, that's, why, uh, that's why he's the big man and we're just a little fish. <laughs> yeah, speak, awesome. Speaking of the big man, we've got a surprise guest on Paul the Book Guy later this week, and we're, we're going to maybe keep it under wraps, but but everybody look forward to the end of the week. We're going to have a, a big guest star on. Ooh, and I, I know who it is, and I will keep it a secret, but you guys <laughs> you guys will be blown away. Uh, it's somebody everyone's going to recognize for sure. Hmm. Uh, I, I could try to make guesses, but I... I probably guess right and then that just caused problems actually yeah, I, yeah. I bet you uh what, what did that what did that guy say i bet you ten thousand dollars isn't that the meme uh that you would never guess it but uh, <laughs> but it's it's going to be awesome y'all you guys got to tune in for that for sure all right well, well sir jimmy uh, i know you've probably been on here before and explained it but what all podcasts are you on you're on paul the book guy and ebs or what is that yeah, uh, I'm co-host with uh, with Paul Alves, uh, who is Paul the Book Guy on EBS, Emergency Broadcast System. We do it twice a week, and um, I, I sort of jump in on Paul the Book Guy. There's been some shakeup going on there, and we've had a lot of guests on and some authors, and we're working on getting a few more on. But um, yeah, I, I'm going to be probably filling in there pretty regular. Uh, he's got me actually reading some books now, so I can have something to offer. Um, but yeah, that's the only two that I'm on. And matter of fact, I'm I've been on uh, Dirty Boxers with Lee Brown a few times. He's had me on 
just last week it was my father's birthday on the 22nd and i came in for the extra dirty portion of the program the last 40 minutes you can catch me on there nice very nice i know um, paul's invited me i'd like to try to make it for abs one day I, I think it'd be a lot of fun and i'm actually about done with the audiobook i'm reading well the first read through i'm gonna have to read it a second time because i changed mics midway through but i'm probably about two episodes all the way from being done with the first read through on one day and get Nation. Oh yeah, I've been uh, been catching pieces of that, and I, I actually had one of those books, and and Paul bought it up from me. It was one that uh, that Scott McKenzie actually signed, and uh, the book that um, it went inside of was uh, was also signed by Adam, I believe. And and Paul Paul couldn't let that go to anyone else. That's very nice. That's very cool. Yeah, I, I only got the one I'm reading from, so it, it, it's kind of worn out and kind of beat up some, but it, it's a beautiful thing, and. I, like I said, it's going to be fun to read it a second time, actually knowing what's going on now. So, uh, Sir Jimmy, uh, did I hear right? I'm pretty sure. I'm uh, not sure which which podcast it was, but I'm pretty sure I heard you got a new mic yourself recently. Yeah, I did. Um, uh, Paul actually sent me a mic just like the one he uses. And before, the only thing I'd been using was the mic and the iPad, and it seemed to be working very well um but this one here is amazing it's very dynamic if you turn your voice and you and you talk towards the wall and then you talk back at the microphone like this it really picks up well i thought it was broke he, he mailed it to me with like 800 feet of cord and it's got a little you know cover over top of it and he mailed a, a mic stand with it and something about uh, the canadian post when they swap it over to ups they run it through a shredder or something, and the whole box is just torn down one side, and the mic stand was missing. He, he probably figured that uh, somebody needed a mic stand, but we've been in touch with the Purolator up there and, and getting on them pretty hard, and we told them about the podcast and the, the gigantic scope that we cover with the, you know, our reach and, and the people we talk to and how important we are, and we're trying to get that straightened out. But I went on to uh, eBay. And bought a little Shure microphone stand. It's got a little rubber feet on it, and it, it's, it works out great. It's like I say, I got about 800 feet of cord here. I have to worry about, but I do believe I'm sounding a little better. Well, well I know somebody else got a new microphone for Christmas, and they have the exact opposite problem with the cord. Yeah. <laughs> well, I've never had a problem with a short cord. Yeah, um, my cord. Uh it's only, uh, I don't know, I'll be generous and say that it's uh, uh, six inches long. It's uh, XLR. You can imagine... Oh, that's very respectable. Yeah, it is, it's respectable, but you can imagine my terror when I opened the box and found that I couldn't get the mic more than six inches away from the board. Um, I've been out to Radio Shack. They couldn't help me. Then there was a holiday. I don't know what I'm going to do, man. All I can tell you is... Sam Ash, I'll be knocking on your door tomorrow. <laughs> I'm well, I, got this ex- I got this extended cord off of a website where Paul had sent me uh, a link said, here's the cord you need, and and it was like 50 bucks. Well, I looked around and looked around, and I ended up finding it for like $25 with free shipping. So if you need one, I can point you in a direction if, it's, if you have a, a similar type of connection. 
Yeah, I haven't. You know what? I didn't even think to look online. <clears throat> uh, my Optimus Prime account is uh, is up and functioning, so um, I'll have to look. I actually need two uh, male to female XLRs, and I I don't really know how long I want it. I, I got to kind of you know probably like four to six feet for the, both of them each. But uh, yeah, I'll be checking that out, and that will that will give me a little better control over. Uh, you know where I can move the mic because right now it's it's uh, I can use the computers or I can use the microphone. It's uh, it's kind of frustrating. Well, the way this one worked out when he sent it, I, I tested it out immediately and I made a Skype test call and it it was working, but it sounded horrible. And I thought, wow, the, it must have got broken. You know, they slammed it on the ground a few times. And I made another call, same sort of uh, situation. Just sounded bad, but. You could hear it on the Skype test call. So I said, if you can hear your voice, then you've got it uh, configured correctly. So last night before we did the show, I was talking to Paul, and he said, uh, go into Skype uh, settings and see what microphone you're talking into. And sure enough, I was just talking through the mic that was on the laptop, and that's why it was horrible. And as soon as it clicked over, he's like, whoa, that sounds a lot better. Yeah, that makes sense. I've had issues with my netbook mic wanting to take over from time to time on mine. But I, I find having the different, nicer mic, you, you got to actually use it a lot different than you do just a regular. I need to get a stand for mine because it just sits on the desk right now. So every time I bump the desk or make the slightest sound, it comes right through the mic, and that's just not good. Well, that's why this little Shure microphone stand is nice. It's, it's a, It sort of floats. And if you bump it, it doesn't really come through. It's it's a little bit big, but... Uh, That's what she said. <laughs> but uh, she's getting used to it. Yeah. So, sorry, we missed the opportunity to say that the first time, so I had to make sure it got Create put a situation. in there time. Yeah. Definitely, um, Rhino, you, you should look at the... Uh, the here, the door swings open again. The vibration isolator uh, for, for the Yeti... Um, it does wonders. I mean, I can drum on the desk, and I mean, you might hear the drumming in the background, but you won't be getting the vibration through the mic. Makes a nice uh, big difference. Cl- cleans it up a lot. Yeah, well, I- I'll work towards that, but I- I've actually found, since I do two different types of things, to where when I do my music show, the sound quality of me is not as important to where I can do that on my main desktop in the room, and you can hear background noise and stuff. But when I actually go to record the book, I've actually set up a little recording area with carpet padding hanging on the wall just to deaden the sound. And and there I actually got a different setup, which sounds really good. Awesome. Yeah, I, uh, I don't know if I, if I sound echoey or not. There's literally nothing in this room to absorb sound, so there's probably a little echo. Um, but I'm going to put some uh, carpeting down in here. I think it should tighten it up a little bit. But otherwise, I gotta say, out of the box, um, I was I'm very happy with this with this mic. And hey, guess what? We we are going to uh, segue into a segment where I'm going to choose one of you and put you on the spot. Okay. Because the web is so huge, it's you know ten billion pages. You just can't go out there looking at every single page. You know what kind of junk is out there? Zombie machines, hackers, new worms, malicious websites, unknown zero-day exploits, infecting people's machines with spyware is becoming a business model. And this is the segment of the show where I put somebody on the spot and ask them. 
for their security tip of the week. Who's it going to be this week? Well, I have choices. That's a plus. Eeny, meeny, miny, mo. I'll tell you what, since it's New Year's Day, I'll let you each have a chance. What do you say, Jimmy? What's your tip? Security, the best thing to do is take the battery out of your laptop and then smash it and stow it all inside of a hollow book and mail it to uh, to Kazakhstan if you really want to be secure. I, I don't have any terrific tips. I'm, as far as security goes, I just count on uh, the good graces of the Internet community to leave me alone. <laughs> all right. Um, I, I don't trust them that much. I, I don't think they'll leave me alone. But my best security tip is going to come from the Denman from one of his earlier shows when he did cybersecurity. If you ever find a little flash card laying in a parking lot, don't take it home and put it in your computer. You have no idea what's been on there. Is that kind of like don't put that finger in your ear? You don't know where it's been? Well, yeah, but a little bit farther than that. But, I mean, I've always wondered, if you just went to a mall and you dropped out 50 of those, how many people's computers do you think you could end up with control over? Uh, yeah, and, and as cheap as you can get them, it, it's, people's curiosity is going to take over immediately. They, they won't be able to stand it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm going to use the stat that he used in his cybersecurity show. If you actually put the logo of the company on there, the chances of somebody using it goes up to like 90% because they're like, oh, that's someone from work must have dropped that. Let me see who I can get it for. Not- All right. You heard it here. Do not play with SSD cards that don't belong to you or that are found lying on the floor. Smash your laptop and mail it in a free hollow book to uh, Kazakhstan. And uh, my tip is tune in every week for more tips. There you go. Fun little segment there. The idea is to try to catch you off guard. (laughs) It worked. Uh, he went first. That gave me enough time to start thinking about it. Plus, that's always one of my go-to ones because I always love bringing that up in school. Because whenever I'm in a class I'll, and something comes up with a discussion like that, I'll be like, all right, how many of y'all would go and do it? I'm like, imagine going to a football game that's got like 40,000 people there and just throw out 100 of them. I mean, it's just it, it's a fun little question. I love And it just makes sense because... Before I heard that, there's many of them I picked up in the parking lot just hoping to find some nudie pics on. Oh, man. <laughs> that's so bad. Come on. That, that's the curiosity of human nature. That, that's what you're looking for. The best thing to do is take it to Kinko's and rent one of the little computers and plug it in first. There you go. Um, that way they'll they'll become infected with, with uh, whatever was on there and... Um, you you have actually disabled a terrorist cell node at that point. I, uh, well, <laughs> although once you do that, what if it gets onto the Kinkos machine? Then it just spreads to everybody else who puts it in there. Well, what is this like? Rise of the Planet of the Apes? I think so. Um, you know, I honestly, uh, as the uh, segment clip implied, that uh, basically. You know, the virus industry was created by the antivirus companies, and it's uh, you know now it's it's controlled by the mob. So, it's uh, it's hey, what are you going to do? You know, you can pay the new protection racket. It is, you know, pay your extra taxes, slave, and maybe you won't get this virus. 
That, that reminds me, and i got to ask, have any of you ever had to deal with, I think, what was it, McAfee or one, uh, one of the antiviruses, I've actually had to remove it from a computer, and it was harder to remove the antivirus than actually to get any viruses off the computer. Oh, yeah, it definitely, it, it, it digs down into your machine deep like a, like a Sony root kit. Yeah, well, I mean, because of how poorly constructed Windows is, uh, it has to, like, it's sort of like, um, you know, like a self-leveling cement, you know, you just, it's going to find all the cracks and fill them in. That's kind of how they write it, you know, it does rootkit itself, it, it's, it's actually initialized before the machine's fully booted, and now it's into everything, it's uh, statefully inspecting all of your IP packets for you, and it's, you know, trying to block spam and botnets and i mean you almost need a computer in your computer to you know to handle that or you need some giant ridiculously overpriced machine to get basic power and functionality because i mean heaven forbid like if if my virus protection started scanning right now the show'd be over and it would just be like but what happened it, everything stopped <laughs> On a netbook? Nah, not that bad. Even on the desktop, it would. I mean, the desktop's i5, um, but, it, I mean, it kills it. It just it, it slams the disk so hard. Windows is standing in line waiting for its turn, and, you know, if you're processing real-time audio through it, it's uh, not going to work out too good. Yeah, I, I was actually um, kind of joking on the netbook. I, I remember we've had this discussion before. We know how bad mine comes to crash. Well, it happens. I mean, you know, they are what they are. Um, but uh, yeah. So, any any uh, plans, guys, for New Year's Day? Hopefully, horseshoes in the backyard. Yeah, well, it's actually going to be sixty-one here today in uh, the great state of North Carolina, and our neighbors are getting together for a big uh, cornhole tournament. Ooh, nice! And for, I've been wanting to get a set of cornhole. I just haven't got it yet because, well. We got plenty of room for the horseshoes, so we just can't keep with that. Okay, so I'm going to ask the question because <laughs> I, uh, I I have absolutely no idea what that means in the context that you used it. I I've heard that people called that before, and it seemed to be derogatory. So, uh, what what exactly is a game of cornhole? Cornhole's uh, two two boards that are set up uh, 27 feet from front to front and the boards are elevated in the rear uh, I don't know maybe uh, one foot off the ground in the top back and there's a hole maybe six inches around in the, in the, the back portion of it and you throw little square bags that are filled with corn and you toss them and you try to throw them into the hole and you try to land them on the board and you play you can play head to head or you can play with teams throwing back and forth. And uh, my neighbor next door actually makes a, a killer set of cornhole boards. And, you know, I painted them up. When there's there's tournaments at all the bars, and they have fundraisers. And uh, me and my neighbors have, have played quite a bit of it, and a couple of them are really good. And, and I'm, I'm not too bad myself. We've actually won quite a few tournaments and, and made some money. We've actually got a trophy that I had made up off of eBay that's for the uh, neighborhood here, and it, it jumps from house to house, but currently it, it resides here on the uh, on the mantle. Nice. Congratulations. Very cool. So so it's uh, almost a literal interpretation uh, of the name. 
Yes, yes, it is. Yeah, some people call it bago. You know, I think in the in the Midwest, you know, I think it they call it cornhole because the it's a bag of corn you're trying to throw into a hole, and the corn actually breaks up as you play over time, and uh, the corn softens up, and the the fabric that it's made out of is like a real heavy um, tear resistant cloth, but the the powder as the corn breaks down comes out and it it coats the boards and allows the bags to slide. Uh huh. So it adds an element of uh, additional skill as time goes on. Oh yes, and lubrication. Well, <laughs> absolutely. You have so, to have so, you have to have lubrication for the cornhole. That's so, all. It is. And the more you play, the more lubrication you get. Yes. Oh. Yes. When the, when the lubrication stops. The cornhole becomes much less fun. <laughs> That's all parties. <laughs> think of cornhole as uh, we, we consider cornhole to be horseshoes that yeah. uh, that you can't that you can you know you can drink and play cornhole. You can drink and play horseshoes, but if you're drinking a lot and play horseshoes, somebody's going to get hurt. Yeah, well, that's why I said about having enough room. Like, to play horseshoes, you don't want to have a car parked, like, two feet away from it. But Cornhole, you can have that car parked right there and not worry about it. That's true. I mean, once you get to that issue, it's actually a pretty fun game. There's a lot of different th- ways to throw it. It's You can either try to keep it flat and see if it lands, you backspin it, and just, like, horseshoes, it's... All about learning so, to play. So here's Rhino teaching you how to put some English in your cornhole. <laughs> and oh. we've got Clatu in the chat room says that uh, elevated in the rear, just how Gitmo Slave likes it. And lubricated. Lubricated. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it, it, yes, indeed. I like my cornhole elevated. <laughs> and lubricated. We don't, we don't want to forget that. Yes, the the um, lubricated is the most important part. Well, for no horseshoes, there's a lot of technique too, too. And I I sucked at horseshoes until early, like three months ago. I finally figured out how to play the game, and I've been on a tear, just destroying everybody since then. Not happy about it. How do you hold the? How do you hold your shoe? Do you hold it in the bottom center and flip it end over end? Do you hold it sort of angled and spin it? Bottom center, and I go with just one flip going backwards on it to where I try to land it open facing the the stake just about a foot in front of it. Very good. Nice technique, sir. Well, thank you. And what's nicest about that is a lot of times you can get it to lay there open in front of the stake, and the next person comes in and hits it up onto a ringer. Yep, and you can end up with some leaners. Mm-hmm. Have you so, ever heard of a game called um, Can Jam? No, I have not heard of that. They're like little uh, tiny trash cans, and you throw a Frisbee, and you play it like uh, with a team, and you, you toss the Frisbee, and it's like 50 feet apart. You, if you hit the can, you get a point. If you go, uh, if your partner can ricochet with one swat the Frisbee into the can, uh, you get three points. That's called a can jam. Mm-hmm. And there's a slot built into the front, sort of like a like a welding shield and if you toss it through that front or into the top of the can unassisted the game is over really yeah it's pretty interesting my uh one of my neighbor his uh, son brought it back from college he goes up to he goes to kent kent state and he brought it back and we play quite a bit of it but yeah the 
the weather has to be right. If you get any kind of wind at all, throwing a frisbee at that distance, it it becomes challenging. You, you know, one sport or game that I find is surprisingly popular where I live. Like I live very country. BFE Egypt is literally like twelve miles away. There's actually a lot of um, frisbee golf courses around here. Oh yeah, froth. Yes, I, I, I'm amazed. It's not something I expected people to play a lot of in Mississippi, but they go out there and they do it all the time. I mean, it's just like, wow. So there's a lot of fun games out there. All right. Um, Gitmo's get, get sending messages. Gitmo? Yeah, I was just going to say uh, we're, we're getting close to, to an hour, and uh, I wanted to try to keep it, uh, keep it to that uh, to that size if we could um, makes it a little bit easier to, to post and uh, and it leaves it leaves a little something to, for people to look forward to um, but I did want to uh, ask you guys both have uh, shows and you both have websites for those shows so uh, in no particular order randomly selecting Rhino to go first uh, how can people get in touch with you and find your show content and when are you on etc all right, my show is on Friday nights at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I run for two hours most of the time. Occasionally, I run for four hours, and occasionally, well, it's a little different. Although the next two weeks will be pre-recorded, as I will be at school taking tests at the exact time my show is supposed to air. So those will be fun. Um, other than that, thanks to N3PRO, you can go to rhinothebearded.com, and it actually points to my site. Or you can go straight to itm.im slash rtb, and that is actually my NAN account that has all my audio and everything gets posted there also. Awesome. So be sure to check that out, everybody. And uh, Sir Jimmy? Oh, you can find us at paulthebookguy.com, ministryofpodcasts.com, and um, of course, uh, the new site that's that's being built, it's up now, All Talk 24-7, no dashes, no spaces, alltalk247.com. That's going to have all the shows that will be on the stream. We're uh, putting that together now. And you can you can catch us live on the stream at uh, 10.30s on Sunday for EBS, Mondays at 12, Tuesdays. Uh, you can get Paul the Book Guy at 12 p.m., Wednesdays, 12 p.m., Paul the Book Guy again. EBS at 12, EBS on Thursday at 12 a.m., so we're all over the stream. Yeah, and you can you can find the full stream schedule uh, at itm.im forward slash what's on. I want to thank both of you guys for joining me and pulling me out of the lonely abyss that I was festering in. Um, no and uh, I want to say Happy New Year to both of you. Happy New Year to you. Happy New Year, Gitmo Slave, and Happy New Year to all those out in Gitmo Nation. All right, this has been Napu Live, recorded live anyway, uh, for Sunday, the 1st of January, 2012. We've got a big year ahead on No Agenda, so uh, make sure you keep it dialed in to noagendastream.com. And uh, why don't you plant your hiney over at noagendachat.net and hang out with us. Let's get the chat room reinvigorated. Until next time, take care, everybody. I've been Gitmo Slave. 